All right, folks, we're back. And it is it's Monday. Glad to be back here in the studios again today. Want to remind you, our good friends over at Vantage Business Systems will help keep you uh, working when everybody else is down. All your competitors are they're experiencing equipment problems or internet problems. Advantage Business Systems, they're your master troubleshooters. ABSMS is their web presence. ABSMS. There you can go there and find out how one of the auditors can come out to your business and take an audit, basically an inventory of what all you have that plugs in, that pulses digitally, and they can help maintain it. They have remote diagnostics available, but what's even more important, they can send someone out there on the job to nurse the problem through to its completion until you're back up and running. Other diagnostics just tell you, yep, it's broke. Well, heck, you knew that when you called them. But not ABSMS, folks. They're going to give you the straight skinny, and they're going to have a guy on site, a woman on site, a technician on site to work it on through so you don't have to be sitting there on an 800 number all day long. They work the problem through. Again, the number over there is 601-362-9192. But wait, there's more. Our good friends over at People Lease, which is a companion the business owners need, along with our ABSMS, Advantage Business Systems, they need People Lease. People Lease is your back office operation. Folks, they handle everything dealing with payroll, taxes, workman's comp, DOL, uh, everything that deals with government regulations. They handle it all. Plus, they have a 401k program. If you want to offer that to your employees, they have one set up that you can participate in also. They do it all. Been doing it for three decades. Now, I just got a, a text earlier from one of our listeners. And uh, the IRS, uh, the State uh, Department of Revenue, rather, is sending agents out trying to collect $250. Uh, there was a glitch in the uh, DOR's uh, revenue uh, generating machine over there, and it's causing them to send out uh, false demand letters to people. And then they're sending agents out to collect. And uh, But because this person had all his paperwork in order, hey, they got Nathan and had apologized. Hey, uh, you were in uh, compliance with everything that was required of you. And that's what people lease will do. They'll take care of that headache for you. So you don't have to be sweating bullets when you get a letter from them or somebody show up at the door. Your paperwork's all in order. They do what they do and they do it well. Check out the web presence, peoplelease.com or the number's easy to remember, 601-987-3025, peoplelease.com. All right, who do we have? We have Wade patiently holding. My friend, what's going on, buddy? How you doing today, sir? Hey, man, how you? I just want to call you mayor just because I want to. <laughs> Make Thomas um, I wanted upset. To say, I, I <clears throat> had the funeral. We had the funeral for my bass player Saturday. Mm. And he was in 39 movies, written books, recorded music. But what he did for a living is he's a custodian. Mm. For years, he was a custodian. But he was such a smart man. I think it's... I think that goes against what America is when you say something like the dumbest person on the radio has said earlier. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what the American dream is. You don't have to be anything. You can be the, you can be a dirt licker as long as you put forth the effort and you do what you want to do. You can become anything you want to do Well, Dr. in life. Be anything you want to be. Dr. King said it best. He said, if you're going to be a street sweeper, sweep streets like Michelangelo painted pictures. And uh, I've always had an affection for janitorial work. When I was uh, in Joliet, Illinois, there was a man named Vern Dillon. Uh, his wife was the uh, Dillon's, uh, well, the Smiths. Well, I don't know what their maiden names were. Anyway, uh, his wife was from Crystal Springs. Everybody knows his. But anyway, he gave me a job. He called me into his office. And he said, uh, look, uh, 
There's a job available up there cleaning schools, and I did that, and we won awards for keeping, because I mean, the place would be clean. It would be clean. And then in, in my later life, one of my most jobs I've really enjoyed was being a trustee at the church. I love when people will come into the church, I want people to walk in there, and I want the church to be better than where they came from. Because if they yeah. got trouble in their home life, they don't want to come in there and see holes in the ceiling and dirt on the floors and things like that. I take great pride in cleaning. So it's not a big deal with me, you know. Whatever. I know it's not. But, I mean, some of the best <clears throat> people I know, my my lady is a retired custodian. Mm-hmm. One of the smartest people I've known. Mm-hmm. My bass player is very intelligent, very high IQ. He wanted to do what he wanted to do. Right. And that's exactly what he did. He was very good at it. Right. And like I said, I've had a good run. Like I said, my thing is, look, I cut grass, I park cars, I do. It ain't, it ain't a big deal with me. If I have a friend who has a need, hey, man, yeah, I can come down and help you out on that. We've got right. just opportunities in this country. This is what I'm saying. Uh, I'm not going to take care of anybody younger than me. And the only thing wrong with them, they got a bad attitude. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, okay. It'd be like me well, when I, I, I'm sure his mama told him that he could be anything he wanted, but he was probably too worried about sagging pants and hoodies to worry about. Well, it, he chose know? stupidity, so he's he's he on top of his game on that one. He's got the corner on stupid. Yes, he is. <laughs> I agree. Anyway, I he should be banned from the airways. He'll be all but right. He's too funny, but he's <laughs> funny, you know. Well, wait. I appreciate those kind words, and it's good to know that you know. And again, uh, I remember sitting down at what was Heron Gear at the time. This was years ago, man, man, 25 years ago. This is when I had the DeLorean down there. Right. And uh, we were sitting there waiting on the cars. And at that time, I had a company van in there. And there were some old World War II guys in there. One was black and one was white. And, and the black, and I don't know, it may, have been, it may have been around Veterans Day. But anyway, the topic came up about the war. And the, and the white guy was saying how he was on some battle. I forgot what battlefield it was. And the black guy said, you know, you know, all I was was a cook and I dug ditches, you know, dug trenches. And the white guy said, man, we were glad to have those hot meals and we were glad to have those trenches to jump into, you know. Without them, they couldn't have done their that's job. That's it. And see, that's one of the things that I learned that when you are assigned a post, you walk your post in a perfect manner. Don't look to the left or to the right. Because oftentimes we think, oh, I could be, I could play that position a lot better than he can. But what the, uh, what your leader needs you to do is to do what he's telling you to do so they can carry out the play. And right. people like Thomas is like herding cats. That's one of the reasons why the black community is in the position that it's in because you got too many muckety mucks with degrees and no damn understanding. Amen. Brother, I appreciate that, man. Thank you so have much. A, have a great day, sir. Thanks, Wade. Appreciate it. Let's God go bless. to Bill. What do you say, Bill? Tim Wade, how you doing? Hey, my friend. All right. Um, Thomas is a, is definitely a tough act to follow, but you've had a couple of callers between him and I. And I got to give you credit. You 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 don't lose your 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 temper, and you can you kind of humor him along. And he is what he is. He's got his own ideas, and I, I agree with the previous caller um, about custodians. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's no uh, there's nothing wrong with working in any capacity. Mm-hmm. Custodians may be on the lower rung of the educational system, but they keep the schools clean. I know of a, a couple that came here to the United States. They, they didn't speak a word of English, and they worked both as custodians, and they worked their way up to Eng, learning English, and they became teachers. Mm-hmm. So Thomas is, is Thomas. He's, he's not going to change. 
He's got his own issues, and, and that's how he is. What I wanted to talk about today was something that really disturbs me is my, my next-door neighbor's granddaughter is in the sixth grade in a rural Rankin County school. Mm-hmm. She got hit over the head by a bully who's in the eighth grade, and the, the school bus driver did nothing about it, nothing, just, just ignored the situation. Um, they called, her parents called the police. The police apparently are working on it, but this is not the first time this girl's done this. She did it to another student, and uh, the, sec- the first girl I mentioned, she, she's got a concussion. She, mm. she, she's being treated for a concussion, and I don't know what the police are going to do about it, but this should not go on in our, in our school systems. And again, it's rural Rankin County. I don't know where, but the surprising thing is the girl wasn't disciplined at all. In fact, the girl she hit, the first girl she hit, wound up going to alternative school and was happy to get away from her. Well, that's, you know, they've got some great martial arts schools there in Rankin County and over in Pelahatchee and down there in Florence and uh, Richland and places like that. Uh, what mm-hmm. she needs to do is the girl who got hit needs to get in there, and the girl who's a bully, her parents or the, uh, somebody who was an influence over her, Take her down into one of the martial arts schools and let her get out there on the mat a little while and let her get That's humble. That's great advice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell the, suggest that to the grandmother. And if they need some numbers, call me back, and, and, uh, and I'll put you in contact with some people. And see, this is why I, uh, I urge parents to take your kids. You know what? Judo, jiu-jitsu, stand-up martial arts, karate, and things like that will, go, will do these kids a world of good. If you just take them in the summertime and give them the basic boxing skills, because all it takes is to knock this woman's block off one good time, you get that reputation, people leave you alone. Yeah, I grew up in a tough neighborhood in New York <laughs> City, um, but I got to say that no one ever did anything like that to me. And I was always small for my age, mm-hmm. and uh, by the grace of God, no one ever picked on me. But today things are way more out of control I have family members that won't talk to me because of my conservative political beliefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's just off off the charts today. It is. Uh, if you look at the violence that goes on at sports events, it's just disgraceful. Yeah, well, and this is why it's important that people learn how to handle themselves. The police is not going to be there for you. The police is going to be there to tell you, uh, basically, take your story or take the other person's story. At the end of the day, you you are your first responder. Exactly, exactly. But, yeah, let me know on that, man. Uh, and If not, I've got a, a little 14-year-old young man who's about probably about third or fourth degree black belt who can give her some instructions, and uh, uh, wow. we'll put them that's in contact. that's great. Yeah. All right, well, thank you for taking my call. All right, you, brother, take you care. You do a great job. Thank you so much. All right. We've got Sylvia. Hello, Sylvia. Hello, how are you? Kim's doing fine. That's wonderful. I just wanted to, since it's open forum, to make a request of parents. As a rideshare driver, we are not allowed to take anyone under the age of 18. And if you are 18 and you look like you're 12, you should be carrying identification. An adult carries identification. 
because there are times that the authorities say something to you, you're going to have to verify to prove who you are. And I know some 18-year-olds can be in high school, but still, once you turn 18, go ahead and get your identification so that you will be able to show someone that you're 18. And parents, please stop ordering rideshare trips for minors. Mm. My other thing I wanted to say is the following. Open containers of alcohol in vehicles is against the law. Please stop walking up to your rideshare vehicle with an open container of alcohol. What I do is I tell the individual, please finish your drink. It's against the law for us to have open alcohol, and I'll wait for you. You'll wait for me? Yes, I'll wait for you to finish your drink. And that was the only two concerns that I had because I run into this too many times. And I would just like for folks to know that. Well, you and just... that was all I wanted to say. Well, thank... And Thomas, I am praying for you, and I'm asking the Lord to save you. Because that's all I can do when I think about you. And I don't think about you often, but when you're on the air, I start praying for your salvation. Right. And that was all. Thanks, Sylvia. Appreciate it. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks. Uh, I want to remind you, our good friends there at Starring Trailer Sales, again, has all the trailer parts you need. Uh, over $100,000 worth of inventory at one time. I'm sure it's dwindled down now, but you can still get everything you need to maintain that trailer. So get an extra tire, get some wires, get some hubcaps, taillights, whatever you need by going to trailerbybuy.com. Trailerbuy.com. They're located 6765 I-55 South in Byram, Mississippi. So put that in your uh, GPS and head on down there. And if you need them in the market for a new trailer, and uh, uh, we just heard one of our listeners call in talking about the great deal he got on a new trailer down there. Uh, again, they'll take good, ter- uh, good care of you. And never be afraid to buy the very best. You'll always be pleased with it. Starring Trailer Sale is the very best when it comes to trailers. Trailerbuybuy.com. And we have a concerned citizen. Speaking of that, there is a uh, uh, group called the Citizens for Sanity. They've got a, about a two-minute video out of crime in America. Man, you need to see this. And I keep telling black folks, you guys better get, you better get, you better get on the good foot. Our young kids are running amok. Now, they didn't set out to make this a, a video about black kids committing crime, but that's who's doing it. And who was that calling here about the, uh, I think it was uh, Chris calling here about the blacks in uh, Asian crime, on black on Asian crime. Chris, bro, look at the video, man. I wish I could tell you that wasn't the case. Let's go to the concerned citizen on the line. Yes, sir. Yes. You're on the air, sir. Okay. Hey, Kim. Uh, first of all, I <laughs> want to tell you how much I enjoy your program. It's, you're doing a great job, and, and, and uh, I appreciate that. But uh, earlier, um, Thomas called in and uh, was talking about equal funding for schools and things. Right. And I have a suggestion on that. Uh, how about we give a voucher to every kid? So they can go wherever they want to, and that will be equal funding for the students. Hey, and, good point. And, and, and I'm just telling you, uh, these bad schools, they'll go away, and the good schools will have more students than, than they can handle. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, 
but that, that that's my answer to Thomas on on equal funding. Give it to the kids and let them go where they want to. Amen. And then the second thing I'm going to tell you is I come out here at my business every weekend and I clean toilets and I don't think there's anything bad about that at all. And in in effect, it is a service to other people. Absolutely. Well, you know, Tom Thomas is Thomas is what's wrong with our country he's what's wrong with the state of mississippi and he certainly was wrong with the black community you know minister farrakhan said something this is one this is the one line he said in his two-hour message when he spoke during our, our baccalaureate yeah he said there is no unemployment un, unemployment problem in the black community he said there's an attitude problem people like thomas think they got to get paid x number of dollars before they'll get up off their butt and do something he said but there's plenty of work to be done there is plenty of work to be done, and and uh, it, it don't make any difference if you're black or you're white. It doesn't make a bit of difference. It's, it's your willingness to go to work. Mm-hmm. That's what's important. Yeah, that's right. And Thomas don't understand. I can do a whole lot of things, brother. I'm yeah. capable yeah. and adaptable, and God yeah. is able, and I'm available. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, anyway, I just wanted to pass that along and tell you I really enjoy your show. Thank you, brother. Thanks for being out there. All right, take care. All right, Bye-bye. I'm number 601-879-0002. Derrick. Hey, man. Hey, man, I heard the comments about putting kids in martial arts, and I'm glad you <clears> clarified <throat> one thing. What's that? It really doesn't matter what art you put them in. It's what the kid or the individual takes from that martial art. Mm-hmm. And I have to applaud you on that, Kim, because everybody always throwing, throwing jujitsu, jujitsu out there. Mm-hmm. Understand one thing. Jiu-Jitsu is not the best art there is. It's simply an art that was, that's was that been, you know, advertised more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, what I found out about Jiu-Jitsu, Jiu-Jitsu is good for one-on-one, okay? If you got multiple attackers, stand-up martial arts is, is, is going to be you. But when it comes to one-on-one judo, judo Jiu-Jitsu, and wrestling, baby, it's going to be hard-pressed to beat one-on-one. But when it oh, comes I to... Oh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't say it wasn't. I no, mean, no, I'm just saying. I'm just talking about what I've yeah. observed from being in it. Uh, you you got to understand, like, I'm 66, so it ain't like I'm going to be out there like John Wick fighting four or five different folks. I'm talking about when I'm into old folks' home and I want some more pudding, I'm going to get me some pudding. I'm going to jack one of those old guys up and take the pudding from them. Oh, okay. Well, like, <laughs> I'm glad you clarified it. I just like your old you know what you said. Put them in, whichever one got the open and put them in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. Hey, on that other thing, too, about culture and, and, and these young folks, Man, it's just like a lot of these jobs is relaxing grooming standards and stuff like that. Mm. You know, what do you expect when the, when somebody comes to work and, you know, you said they could have facial hair, but then next thing you know, they're looking sloppy in their uh, uh, clothing appearance as well. Well, what do you expect? Right. You know what I mean? It's a domino effect. Man, I was at a, re- a certain restaurant. I don't want to out that restaurant uh, unless it's okay. No, no, no. It's not necessary. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I was at a fast food joint. This girl walked around with house shoes on. Right. Oh, that gets my. Oh, that gets in my. Oh, that bothers me. Yeah, (laughs) walking around with bunny slippers on. I'm like, really? Yeah. And then you know the ones that get facial tattoos and tattoos on their neck and you know and things like that. What I said? Did you think about that when you when you decided sooner or later? Oops, I'm gonna have to work a career. Yeah, I, yeah. Often, I often wonder about that. I mean, you know, what's on these people's mind when they do things like that? But the house slipper thing really gets on my. I just come on, y'all. Where where else are you going? That is so important that you got to come out here looking like this. Oh, you gonna meet the queen or something? You got King Charles on your agenda? Or something? I don't understand it, bro. You know, well, I just, Kim, it's just like when you and I were growing up going to church. Mm-hmm. 
Saint Church was the most happiest hour on, on, during the week mm. because just about every there was not a single female. I mean, I'm just dealing with the black community right now. Right. That didn't look like a shiny penny on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Put that right. Put that Vaseline on the little skinny legs and women and girls go out there. nowadays. Man, they coming. I'm saying, okay, I'm, not, I'm all for coming as you are, but you ain't got to come nasty. Did you wash? Yeah, well, coming, that's, well, that's not even in the scripture. That was a sermon somebody preached. Right. But come, come as you are, man, <laughs> whatever state of mind you are in. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. It had nothing to do with your appearance because the Lord already established a precedence for appearance in Leviticus. He said, a man should not wear that which pertains to a woman, neither shall a woman put on a man's garment. I mean, a woman should not wear that which pertains to a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. All that do so are an abomination. It set that precedent already. So when a lot of these pastors say, oh, come as you are, oh, you relax, you wear, you can do this, you can do that. Yeah, you may want to go back and read that thing because it had nothing to do with appearance because he already said a law about how a man is supposed to dress and how a woman is supposed to dress. Well, we're definitely you know, we're on a slippery slope, brother, for sure. Every yeah, we, we are. But, man, look. Sunday was the happiest hour of the week. Mm-hmm. The, the, the young ladies in your age group look like shiny pennies. Yeah, yeah, true that. But look at them, how they go to service now, and they wonder, oh, I want to find a real good man. Uh, <laughs> now, you two look, you, you, I said, lose some weight and you slouch it. <laughs> All right, Dick. All right, bro. All right, <laughs> I appreciate you. Uh-huh. You know, but standards have have slipped though. I mean, especially on the work site. I'm, but I, you know, I understand employers. They got to take what they can get nowadays. But you know, like I said, I I don't wear the sliders. And me and my daughter go back and forth about. I said, do not send my grandsons out here to go with me anywhere, and they got on sliders. I don't I don't do that because boys need to be need to be ready to be able to break out and run at any time because that's what kids do. That's what boys do. Now my nine-year-old grandson, he was eight this summer. He he broke out running and fell and just rolled and and he crying and act like it was like he was dying. And I'm oh, oh well, why you think I'm telling you? You got to wear your shoes. Where you? Yeah, but anyway, and these slider things. Oh, where was I? I was at uh, Sutherland's yesterday, and this guy, he was coming up to the door about the same time I was, and he was just shh shh shh. Boy, that kind of music, that boy, that would not last in Carolyn Wade's house. Oh, no. Babe, you had to be walking like Clydesdale. You could not shuffle your feet. And to this day, I told y'all this to this day, you will never see me walking around with a pair of Crocs on, any kind of shoes that you can walk on the back of. Oh, no. I walked on some Easter shoes, walked on the heels on that. Boy, she, she stole them. She snuck up from behind me and just... She she slapped my head to a 45-degree angle. Man, I was walking like I had a stroke. And then she slapped me back the other way and straightened me back out. I, to this day, I don't wear slippers like that. Mm-mm, scared. Scared. But anyway, that's just me. I'm old school. I'm like Derek. But, you know, a lot of things. Things. So much of what's going on in, in, in our country in terms of what we're dissatisfied, it's because we just let things go. We're letting folks do everything they want. These kids today are just spoiled. And uh, uh, they ain't, they haven't paid any dues, but they're going to pay some because these cloth swabs of the world, the people who want to run the world, oh, they got something for them. Oh, they are. They have no intentions of taking care of all these folks. Mr. Producer, do you have that clip? We're going to play a clip for you here. And uh, I just want you to listen about this is the one about Donald Trump, right? OK, listen, this is this is a black guy talking about Donald Trump. Just listen here. Listen here, Reverend uh, Barbara Mike. Listen up, bro. 
see a lot of y'all with the same question. You're wondering why. Why? I can't figure it out. Why do I support Donald Trump? If I'm a Christian, why am I supporting the mean, angry, cussing Donald Trump? That's a good question. I'm not supporting him. <gasps> At least not in the way that you're thinking. See, anybody that would ask that question is generally liberal or a never-Trumper. And y'all like candidates because you like them personally as if you know them. You like their personality. You're attracted to them. You like the way they talk, the way they speak. And that's how y'all get trapped. Because anybody can come along talking nice, looking cute, saying all the right thing, and be the worst snake in the grass you've ever seen. I support Trump because his actions support his ideologies. And his ideologies line up with my Christian values. So I vote for facts and Christian ideology. And to be honest, Trump's personality has grown on me too. I see a lot of y'all with the same <laughs> question. There you go. We're going to play it again when we come back, just so you can hear it one more last time. But we're going to take a break right now. All right, folks, we're back. Hey, I want to remind you, good friends over at Cedric Se Frederick Sales and Service, you need a zero turn more, you need to stop by Frederick Sales and Service. They have the X mark, the workhorse of the lawn care business. That's right, folks. These machines are built to last. Their downtime is very minimal. And that's what you need, particularly you lawn care professionals. And that's why they prefer Xmark 2 to 1 because they run and run and run. No, they don't have all the bright colors and all the fancy branding and all that stuff. They just work. It's the workhorse. The Xmark Moore, Frederick Sales and Service, 1006 Old Highway 471 in downtown Brandon, Mississippi. Check them out online, fredericksalesandservice.com. And remember, service. They service all lawn care equipment. Stop by there, folks, and make sure you say you heard about it on WY. Hey, wait, 103.9 FM. All right, folks, a couple things I want to just go back to on my original opening rant last hour about uh, what the mayor of Jackson is doing. He's getting us involved with all these lawsuits and settling and allowing his lawyer friends to make the money off of lawyer fees or get a third of whatever is recovered. This is not new. The other folks are doing it. The uh, uh, Michael, uh, Jim Hood and Mike Moore was, you know, they would do that. They do it all the time. This is not unusual. The problem that we have here is that we already have a dwindling tax base here in the city of Jackson. And yet everybody say they're doing what they're doing for the people, for black people, for poor people. But they won't do right for us. And this is the problem that we're having. That's why I said, you know what? As mayor, you ain't going to worry about me now. They may set me up and say that I stole something, but I ain't going to be doing no stealing. I'm comfortable with who I am, what I have, and what the Lord has done for me. I don't have anything to prove. I've done the big house thing, the big car thing. I've done all the trappings that come along with living here in the good old U.S. of A. I have nothing to prove. I'm happy with myself. But at the end of the day, I'm like Donald Trump. This pie can be cut a little thinner. More people can enjoy the best that America has to offer. When I hear the billionaires the sorrows and all these other folks talking about there's not enough this on the earth and not enough there's plenty god put enough on here to sustain all life is that these people are selfish just like chalk lines lumumba the way he's doing things doing all these old crazy projects allowing our infrastructure to collapse so him and his buddies can come in here and make money off the rest of us while talking all that blackness i'm breaking that up at the door if you're into that kind of thing, I will not be I will not be a mayor you're going to be happy with. But if you're into results and having a working viable system and city, we're going to get her done. And no, I don't claim to be an engineer, know everything. But, I, you know, one, 
One of the things <clears throat> I have is the ability to understand in broad strokes. And I also understand what I don't know. We're going to have a city manager that's going to handle the day to day. But we ain't going to have a city manager that's going to be running scams like what's been happening with the city uh, for the last four or five, uh, last two or three decades, last four or five administrations where you have folks allowing the uh, sewers uh, department to go down or the uh, water department to go down. I mean, when you got a situation when all you had to do was order and uh, excuse me, replace a filter and replace some equipment that had burned up and you don't even do that. And then you want to sit up here and blame white people. Hell to the no, we're not doing that. You can say that I'm running interference with white folks all day long. I don't care. You're going to do right, Hoss. So if that's your kind of thing, then Marcus Wallace is going to be your guy. If you just want good government, I'm asking those who want good government, black, white, or sky, blue, green, join with me, and we're going to do that. Okay? Because I'll be honest with you, Hoss, I ain't interested in, I'm not going to be doing the rubber chicken thing, rubber chicken dinner thing, spending every day of the week out at some country club or some community meeting talking that. Nope, you're going to see it in the results because what I have to do is get those 2,000 plus city city employees rolling in the right direction. I don't need to be out there blowing smoke in your face. You guys done heard from the public works department and everybody else at your community meetings and your drainage still ain't fixed. What we're going to have is those people out there filling in the holes, doing the thing, and doing it right. Not doing, replacing, uh, uh, filling in potholes in a Negro way where you just throw the stuff out and ride on. No. Tap that crap down. You know that uh, uh, stuff they show on TV uh, that they, uh, where you can spray on a, on a, a garden hose and it'll stop leaking uh, as the water's going through it? If you take that stuff right there, and fill it in the pothole before you put the tar down there, it's going to last. I know it did because I did it over at the church. And I did it on the street in front of the church. And I did it over there where I live at on the corner. The holes that I filled in still works today, still filled in. When you just come out there and just throw that uh, tar in there like that, that'll last for a while. But if you clean that hole out and spray that rubber, uh, it's got some kind of rubber in it, and then put the tar down there, oh, it's going to hold. All we're talking about doing is stop doing the stupid stuff. See, Thomas said you got to have a degree. No, you got to have a degree of understanding of what you know and don't know. And hire those who do know. And let me just say this. They always blaming white folks for something. Remember the doctor over in Edwards? Remember that uh, the listeners got together and uh, re, re, uh, uh, built the office for him over there in the old post office there in Edwards? I want to tell you something. Chalk lines and you folks talk all that white tra- trash uh, here's the deal. And to the uh, caller called in next, the gentleman who made the suggestion that they just give everybody, give all the students the money and let them go where they can get a good education. He didn't he did not give a website that I can pass on to you. But let me just say this about this, because this this proves a point to me anyway. When that white doctor, 90 something years old. Was over there giving in, in out of his car, parked in the parking lot over there at the uh, old post office in Edwards. And parents who could not afford to go to the doctor to get their child's uh, uh, asthma medicine re, uh, re-upped, get a new prescription, he was doing it for them. And, of course, the State Board of Health, a medical profession, and a licensor came down on him because he needed an office. So the listeners and I, we went over, we got the money together and went over there and fixed up that old post office. Let me just say this here. Blacks and white donated to that effort. 
You know who didn't donate to it? While we were over there working, and I was over there most of the time, not one resident of Edwards ever came to offer to help. Not one. No city official came down. Nobody. Don't make them bad people. But my point is, we quit to blame white people. You know who worked on that building? Me and two other white guys. With the exception, the good folks over Delta Technical College sent their entire electrical class over there and rewired that building. There were some brothers working on that. We still got pictures of it. But I'm going to tell you something else, Chalk Lines Lumumba. You know who helped out over there? And I don't remember Lumumba coming over there at all. Of course, you weren't you know, in politics at the time. But the point is this here. You know who helped out? Tate Reeves. Governor Tate Reeves, his family. They drove all the way from Brandon to Edwards. Got to be an hour, hour and a half for them. They're men. To check out the AC, the HVAC unit. They were going to repair it if they could and put a brand new one in if needed on their own dime, their own expense. White folks, the same white folks that you say hate Jackson. The doctor, white, helping all those black and poor people over there in Edwards who needed medical assistance. We fixed the building up. It didn't, uh, uh, the gentleman who owned the building, this is my take on it. Okay. He ran that doctor through the he ran that doctor through the ringer. Unfortunately, the doctor fell and, and broke his hip. But the guy would not let the doctor get the bill on an uh, electric bill in his name. Created a lot of problems. But again, he failed, so that kind of squashed all that. But my whole point is, I don't know whether they didn't like me because of my conservatism. They may just dislike me because look. You know, I have other qualities that people can dislike me for, believe it or not. I know it's hard for you to accept, Thomas. But the point is, as bad as that town needed a doctor, they were more willing to show. Now, when I say they, I don't mean the entire town. But again, those who felt differently didn't show up. Now, you would think whatever beef they had with me, or the station, or the listeners, or whoever, or with doctor. They had a building over there that they could put a clinic in. You hear all this stuff in Jackson Free Press, Mississippi Free Press, and all this stuff on WNPR talking about uh, the inadequacy of black of medical care in the poor and black communities. They ain't, they ain't sent a doctor over there yet. You know who didn't offer a dime? Benny Thompson. You know who ain't sent a doctor over there? Benny Thompson. The Black Caucus. Negroes. The ones who constantly point their finger at white folks. What's the problem? I know you got a place over there. Methodist Hospital donated the uh, uh, exam tables. But see, black people talk all, all we doing is just irritating people. The Baptist Convention didn't offer no money. They didn't send one of their doctors from, from, from amongst their members over there. Not that they have to because of me. I'm just saying we, every opportunity we have to fix the problems in our community, we don't do it. But we take every opportunity to point the bony finger of indignation at white people. It's white people trying to rebuild Midtown over there. All those young whites coming in there trying to open up microbreweries and little art shops and stuff like that. 
and when they had a chance to rehab almost a block of buildings, which would, which would include those two schools, Roland Elementary and the, I mean, Roland Junior High and the elementary school, who opposed it? Black folks. And then we'll be the same ones sitting back talking about they don't want to invest in Jackson. Jackson, you don't want to invest in Jackson. See, me as mayor, all that kind of crap. We will not be concentrating on Negro mess like that. You come down to my city hall with that old black talk, hoss. I'm gonna bring out. I'm gonna bring out the fire hoses and the horses. You guys had your run. You ain't did nothing but ran this city in the ground. Talking that black talk in the. Th- All right, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Jim. What's up, Big Jim? My hero, Mister White. How you doing, brother? I don't want to be a broken record, <laughs> but you are a legitimate front-running candidate for mayor. The citizens of Jackson, the taxpayers, the voters, need to know what this confidential agreement, non-disclosure between the Justice Department and the mayor and city about. That's right. That's it's right. Concerning the water. Now, this is not Russia or China. We're supposed to be able to know. It does. It does raise eyebrows. Why does it need to be confidential? And that is something that we're going to be getting the answer to there, uh, my friend. Well, you know, this is reeks of Jim Crow kind of stuff, mm-hmm. protecting uh, the party in power or the mayor or the city government. If there was something criminal, the Department of Justice would have been on top of it. But now, all of a sudden, it's secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, uh, you're right. You're right. And they are, they published everything else that, that was in there. And that's what I'm saying, folks. We're being set up on a lawsuit standpoint. Uh, that's why a lot of stuff is confidential, because they're working it with the lawyers on all sides. And again, the people going to take it in the shorts financially is going to be the citizens and, and taxpayers of Jackson. Well, now this is the federal government protecting our city administration. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Mm-hmm. And it's something to do with the water. And that's a department that millions and millions of dollars is unaccounted for. Mm-hmm. They've already proven there's some kind of mess in the game about all the, good gosh, missing money, mm-hmm. misappropriated. Yeah. Funny business. But a non-disclosure agreement, a secret, can't let the people know. What is this about? Jim, you raise a salient point that we're going to have to get answers to, my friend. Absolutely. Well, sir, you as the leading candidate for mayor are in a unique position to demand these answers. The people of Jackson need and deserve to know. Once again, this is not Russia or China. Our government should not keep, unless it was the codes to nuclear weapons, they're not supposed to keep something secret from us, especially concerning our water. Excellent now, point. What you know, and so you're a person that can demand the answers. All right, what we're going to be doing, we're up against a hard break, which is 24 hours from now. We'll be right back, Jim, in 22 hey, hours. Thank you, sir. All right, brother. We're going to be right back. See you on the radio. Peace. 